0: I, a teacher will begin to speak. I think very deep. You've got it locked to the dopey show on radio. This is Box to row I am your host, Donald Ware. We got a good show lined up for you today on the program. I mean, like every week I feel like we have a good show lined up for you, and I hope you feel that we have a good show lined up for you, and we appreciate you listening to us each and every week on the radio station across the country that you're listening to this program. And, of course, those that listen to us on Sirius XM channels 141, 142, and 84. So, the National Football League released the team's schedules for the 2021 season. How did your team do? Like, I look at the Washington football team, and, I mean, it's a tough schedule. I'm going to tell you what. I mean, you— the first two games are at home I think. Obviously, first two games of the season are key games, but when they're home games. That those are key and I, and with fans in the stands now, you know, the Chargers come in on September the 12th and then the Giants 4 days later, that is a division game. By the way, the Washington football team ends the season with 5 straight division opponents. I'm going to tell you what, that's tough in of itself, not to mention all of the others that are on the schedule. Got to go to Buffalo. Um, you got to play the Falcons. Like this is, you know, at, at Atlanta, like the Falcons should be improved. Uh, New Orleans comes to Washington. Kansas City comes to Washington. I mean, Green Bay, you got to go on the road. In, on October 24th, it's going to be a little chilly up there in Green Bay. No matter who the quarterback is, we'll talk more about the Aaron Rodgers saga as well. I mean, Denver, I think, is going to be solid this year. I had a chance to watch some Denver games last week. I mean, I, I like Drew Locke. I think Drew Locke can do some great things. Either whom, whomever the quarterback is, whether it's Drew Locke, whether it's Teddy Bridgewater or if it's someone else, Aaron Rodgers <laughs> or someone else, like that's a win to me. If it's if it's Drew Locke, then I, I feel like he was making some progress. But if it's if it's Bridgewater, then I feel like Bridgewater. I mean, I, I like Bridgewater. He didn't have a, a particularly good season for the Panthers last year. He hasn't obviously been really right since the injury. He's doing well with the vikings had the the catastrophic injury really i think it either kept it kept him out either a year and a half or two years of course he went he he did you know he did uh, he he just needs an opportunity i think in a steady environment but i don't think denver can go wrong like that's a tough schedule that's week 8 so you've already played 8 games you don't and then you have a bye then again tampa comes to washington you're at the Panthers. I mean, the Panthers the Panthers may be decent this year. Um, Seattle comes to town. You go to the Raiders. I mean, I, you know, the Raiders aren't great. And then you end the season. Home against the Cowboys, at Philly, at Dallas, home against Philly, and you end the season at New York Giants. Wow, that's tough. How did your team like what do you think about your team? I want to hear from you on this. What do you think about your team's schedule? I happen to think and listen. Washington football team fan all my life. And by the way, I'm I'm super excited because the the ticket season tickets are back in our family like I mean I used to go to Washington when they were the Washington Redskins games coming up in 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 the Washington area. I used to go to those games like at least two or three times a year. I mean, I was I was at the game, the NFC Championship game against the Vikings back in the day. I mean, I've gone to a lot of games. I think that was like 87. I've gone to a lot of games, and we just hadn't had not had the season tickets the last couple of years in the family, that is. Of course, we're here in Raleigh, North Carolina, but the family's got the tickets back. I mean, I, I think I'm going to go to that first game, and I may go to that second game as well, so I'm excited about that. But I want to know, like for your team, right? How is your team's schedule looking? I mean, especially for our listeners. I mean, we've got, you know, Tampa Bay, uh, our, our listeners on WURK, Pittsburgh, our listeners on WGBN. You can go to any number of stations for our Carolina Panthers fans. I mean, Kansas City Chiefs, right? For our listeners on KCPZ in Kansas City, right? Like, I mean, how it how did your team fare, right? In terms of how is your schedule, the team of your your schedule, the schedule of your team? Like how is it looking for you? Hit me up via Twitter at Box B-O-X-T-O-R-O-W or on Facebook B-O-X, the number two R O W. Our listeners on XL ten ten and FM in Jacksonville. We got to talk some Tim Tebow on the program today. I want to know how your team, how do you think your schedule is looking for today? So let me set the table in terms of our, we got one guest for sure lined up today on the program. Troy Weaver is the general manager of the Detroit Pistons. And he's been scouting talent in the NBA for so many years. I mean, he was responsible for the Oklahoma City Thunder drafting Russell Westbrook and 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 drafting uh, a, a number of play, or, uh, a James Harden, a number of players, right? He was responsible for that he wasn't the GM there, okay, but he was responsible for evaluating talent. Well, he's done an overhaul in Detroit. And by all accounts, uh, the, the the he's gotten rave reviews. I, I realize the Pistons aren't good, but they're 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 rebuilding, so you've got to start somewhere. And he's gotten rave reviews, right? So Troy Weaver is the general manager of the Detroit Pistons. He's also a Bowie State University alum. He's going to join us today here on Box to Row. Very excited to talk to Troy Weaver as a matter of fact. Your participation here on box Toro is always warranted. Hit me up via Twitter at box to row B-O-X-T-O-R-O-W, or on Facebook, B-O-X, the number two R-O-W. You can also hit me up on my personal Twitter account, at d one at d one So Tim Tebow, uh, you know, big story this week. The uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, have, 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 are, are bringing in Tim Tebow, right, To and, and going to try him out at tight end. And that has been a hot-button topic all week long. And you, you hear so many different sides of this. Urban Meyer, I mean they, Urban Meyer, this is where I stand. Urban Meyer and Tim Tebow go back a long, long way. They have a relationship. OK, yes, Tim Tebow did not do well in the National Football League. I mean, he didn't do he didn't. I mean, yeah, he, he won a playoff game uh, as the Jets were able to beat Pittsburgh. What was that? I forget the year of that. I mean, I, I sat there and watched that that play happen and couldn't believe it. That was unbelievable. Right. Um, I, you know, he 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 definitely didn't have a great career in the National Football League. But sometimes when you have a relationship with someone and the relationship goes back a long way. And, and I'll you know, I want to know. I want to also hear from Jaguars fans again for our listeners on XL 1010 in Jacksonville. Ninety two point five FM. What do you think about uh, this move? I mean, to me, it's a relationship there. I mean, should he or should he not get an opportunity? I mean, that, that's open to debate at the end of the day. There's a relationship there. This is a decision, a decision that Urban Meyer has made. Yes, there's been some reports that uh, people in the building management not happy necessarily about this. Does it take away a roster spot from somebody else? Of course it does, right? I mean, and depending upon how Tebow is actually going to be used, is he going to be used as a tight end? Is it going to be H back? Is it going to be a backup? quarterback perhaps he comes in as a backup quarterback he's got to make the team like let's remember it's not set in stone that he's going to be on the roster yeah it takes away a roster spot but look urban myers the head coach he's got a relationship with this guy this is something that he wants to do tebow is a great athlete he's 33 years old but he's a great athlete has stayed in shape looks the part they're going to give him an opportunity like i'm not going to be mad at that You know, I've heard some comparisons of of the situation and why Colin Kaepernick has not been able to get a job. And it's two totally different things. One doesn't have anything to do with the other. You can look at it in any number of ways. I mean, the, the way that I've chosen to look at the Colin Kaepernick situation, I think early on when he took the knee, he got a lot of backlash, as you can see. Um, really more recently, he's been praised, you know, again, I'm of a certain age to me. It's not something that I would have done, but listen, it's something he felt like he had to do. I think it was for a good cause. That's where I stand on the Colin Kaepernick situation in terms of him taking the knee to me. However, when you talk about that tryout that he had what a couple of years ago, which ended up being a disaster, uh, right. He, to me, his playing days were over right? It, it, his playing days were already over. I, I mean, I didn't necessarily, I mean, I get it. You can, let's, and, and you talk about track record, and I just finished saying how Tim Debo, tr- Tim Tebow's track record wasn't good. Well, guess what? Colin Kaepernick's track record was good, right? right. Uh, Super Bowl, went, led the 49ers to a Super Bowl, led them to another NFC championship game, like had a good, or a, a good resume. But if you look, Let's, let's not forget his last year. Like, his last year would have been when one game he wasn't very good. He didn't even look like a really good quarterback. So he took the knee, and, yeah, maybe in the days after he should have gotten at the days, but maybe the, you know, months, a year or two after, he should have gotten an opportunity. Now, no way. I mean, he's been out of the league so long, but he wasn't even in, in, in the same thing with Kaepernick. But I think the difference is there's a relationship in Jacksonville so I don't think one has anything to do with the other from that vantage point I, I'm I, I can't really say I'm for this but I don't care like I, I we're gonna talk about it because it's a hot button topic but if the Jaguars want to bring Tebow in and see if he can make the team and that's their prerogative like what are we talking about like that's what they want to do That's what they do. Does it take away an opportunity from another guy? Yeah, but you know what? Life isn't fair. Like, that's how life works. Life is not fair, so no big deal to me. We may talk a little bit more about that today on the program. Up next here on Box to Road Talking with Detroit Pistons general manager, Troy Weaver.
1: Find the Box to Row YouTube page for conversations with stars like Barry Hardwick, Brandy, Michael Strahan, and with some of our favorite sports guests over the years.
0: The old renaissance is the new renaissance. Standing on tradition while embracing the spirit of distinction. This is the Harlem Brewing Company. Uniquely crafted beer brewed to deliver a
1: taste, a sound, and a feeling that can only be described in one way, Harlem style. So come and take a trip on the A train with our Harlem Sugar Hill Golden Ale and our Harlem Renaissance Whitney, the neighborhood original
0: sponsored by harlem beer distributing north carolina served in total wine all over north carolina fresh market in north carolina and virginia weaver street market in raleigh durham carborough and hillsborough you can also purchase in durham at zwelly's salt box sam's bottle shop and bull mccabe's and in greensboro at elm street lounge and cooper's ale house on last week's from the press box to press roll with Donald Ware. Conell Maynor, the head football coach at Alabama AM, did you get your opportunity in the national football? I did not. So after my senior year, Ron Joyce came by. He was a scout for the Philadelphia Eagles, going into my senior year. So he was like, look, we love the state. We're definitely gonna be back. At the time, Buddy Ryan was the head coach. I felt like, oh, the Eagles came and they was interested. Oh yeah, that's great. They already got Randall Cunningham. They already got one black quarterback. They they really serious about this thing. And lo and behold, after that season, Buddy Ryan got fired, and so did Brian. And they changed head coaches and scouts and went in different directions. That was about close as I came, man. From the Press Box to Press Row is one of the hottest
1: sports talk shows in the country. Join Donald each week as he takes you on a journey through the world of
0: HBCU sports and pro sports and interviews with top sports and entertainment figures.
1: That's from the Press Box to Press Row each week on your favorite station.
0: The others pretend you're listening to the show that brings you up close and personal. With the biggest names in sports and entertainment, here's the man to bring it to you, Donald Ware. Let's continue here on Box to Row. We're joined by a gentleman in his first season as the general manager of the Detroit Pistons. Prior to that, spent 12 seasons with OKC, the last three as the vice president of basketball operations. Prior to that, spent time with the Utah Jazz, was a coach in college, assistant at Syracuse, and Pitt. He's a Bowie State alum. He is Troy Weaver, joins us here on Box to Row. Troy, welcome to the program.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely, glad to have you. I just want to kind of get your thoughts. Not even really a year on the job. You were hired January 18th of 2020 i just want to kind of get your thoughts on how things are going and the pistons rebuild
1: yeah Donald, uh we're actually calling a restoring um because when i got the job in june uh, i wanted this to be a restoration of the greatness that's uh been here uh with the pistons so uh we're trying to restore uh the greatness here but uh it's a big challenge, big job, and we're excited for the opportunity uh, and looking forward to uh, continuing this uh, restoration.
0: No question. I mean, you've got some nice pieces in place, certainly for the, the future. I mean, your track record is phenomenal, and we're going to talk more uh, about that. How do you feel like – you know, how long do you think maybe before, uh, to your point, great history with the Pistons that the Pistons – a couple of championships – of course along the way we'll be back in contention
1: well we this year we got our first shovel on the ground and uh we want to continue to uh build it the right way uh not shortcut anything um so uh, to we want to be competitive first uh before we can be contenders and uh next year um, we expect to be uh, competitive, uh, keep building and then hopefully in a couple years, we'll, we'll be ready to, to be a real legitimate playoff team.
0: You know, for you, I mean, you're, you're a guy that, I mean, the time in, in OKC, you know, was outstanding. As I mentioned, the last three as VP of, of basketball operations, this is your first, you know, opportunity as the, the guy in the first seat uh, you know how how are th- from a perspective in terms of um, your growth, and not even one year on the job. How, how do you feel like you know you you are kind of growing in this job, and uh, maybe some of the challenges that uh, it presents in terms of being that guy in the first seat?
1: Yeah, well, it's a, a challenge in itself, but. Uh, just like a backup quarterback, you, you, you're you constantly preparing to be the starter. And um, I was afforded, uh, say, some great opportunities in OKC to um, learn different aspects of the job and be involved in that. Uh, so I, I think I was uh, prepared and, and trained properly to uh, be ready to uh, assume this position uh, whenever it was afforded and, you know, June 18th, 2020 was, was the day, and uh, I was ready, and um, I was blessed with the opportunity, and, hey, I'm full speed ahead.
0: Yeah, no question. What made, I mean, from some of the reading I did, you know, you may have had some other opportunities. What made Detroit the right opportunity for you?
1: Um, well, number one, um, the the rich history uh with the with the organization was extremely attractive. Uh Detroit being a great city um as well, uh that I thought fit myself and my family. Um and then um a chance to um work with uh Tom Gores and Arm Tellum and Coach Casey um You know, I thought that was a tremendous opportunity for someone like myself. So, um, yeah, I I just felt like it hit uh, everything I was looking for um, in an opportunity. And uh, it's been all that and some since I've been here. So uh, we're excited to be here. Uh, But Detroit uh, right away uh, felt like home
0: Troy Weaver is in his first season as the general manager of the Detroit Pistons. Joins us here on Box to Row. I want to talk a little bit about your time in OKC. I mean, you're, you touched on it. I mean, you're a guy that is known as a guy that can evaluate talent uh, very well. And you look at the drafts of... You know, during your time, Russell Westbrook and James Harden and Serge Ibaka, Stephen Adams. I mean, the the OKC made a nice run. And even towards the latter part, you know, able to to get some guys to really come in uh, and and play. Your thoughts. Just speak about your time in OKC.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was tremendous uh, opportunity. We moved there from Seattle uh, and really... Had a blank canvas to really restart the program, uh, there in OKC and, uh, build it from scratch. And, uh, what a journey that was, uh, and having the chance to build a franchise there in a the tremendous city, tremendous following. And, um, you know, we did everything there except when the championship, we got two finals. We went to, you know, uh, for western conference finals i mean it was it was a great great time there uh worked with some wonderful people there and, and like you said we 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 drafted and acquired some tremendous talent um i I was blessed to be a part of it but it was it was a great journey
0: yeah you know just to just to revisit history just a little bit. Uh, did did you all feel like you could still, you know, when 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 Kevin Durant left, you know, did you feel like? I mean, what what were your thoughts then, you know, when he left, and did you all think you could? I mean, obviously, you're going to think you can contend for a title. I mean, Russell Westbrook's there; you still got some 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 nice pieces there. But just kind of that time, what, what, what were your thoughts personally uh, when when Kevin Durant, uh, Kevin Durant left to go to Golden State?
1: Yeah, I mean. We understood it. I understood it personally. Um, it was just a tough time. We had just come off of uh, losing the Western Conference Finals to Golden State, and so it was just fresh on everybody's mind um, losing that series. And then when he chose to go to Golden State, that was you know that was tough. Um, but you know everything has its season. Uh, I, th- I think he felt like he needed a new challenge. He wanted to try something different. Uh, he wanted some new voices, some new teammates. So, I mean, players and coaches and people in the front office, you know, I think they, uh, all hit that time. And that was his time. It was just, uh, bad timing, uh, because of, uh, in my opinion, bad timing because we had just come off that series. But I, I understood. And then we, you know, uh, We trudged forward and, you know, made the best out of the situation. And a few years later, we, you know, was able to acquire Paul George and, um, Carmelo Anthony. We, we had a tremendous team, uh, two years after, uh, but Andre Robeson got hurt and that kind of derailed us because the starting lineup of Russell Westbrook, Andre Robeson, Paul George, Carmelo Anthony, Stephen Adams didn't lose a game. Um, but the injuries derailed us and we were ne- never able to get back to the Western conference finals. But, um, you know, we, we were playoff perennial playoff team, uh, after he left. So, I, I mean, uh, we kept, you know, driving forward, uh, but it's always tough, tough to lose, you know, one of the best players in the game.
0: Troy Weaver, again, in his first season as the general manager of the Detroit Pistons, joins us here on the program. Your time in Utah uh, as uh, not only a scout, but then I believe the also the director of the, the scouting department, in essence. Uh, can you speak to how that helped to shape you in terms of being on the management level and then ultimately the success that you've had?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, cutting it my teeth with the Utah Jazz was everything. Um, Being able to work in a stable franchise, one of the uh, best franchises in the NBA, uh, working there with Kevin O'Connor and Warpairn, but more importantly, uh, learning from Coach Sloan and his staff, Bill Johnson. um, Cutting my teeth there really uh, made my career. Uh, Learning there, uh, working with Hall of Famers and great people, um, learning nuances uh, of every aspect of, the, you know, the NBA, uh, the coaching part, the scouting, and the front office. Uh, I credit all that to uh, my first four years in the NBA working with the Utah Jazz. Tremendous um, opportunity. Uh, I cherish those memories. Uh, I still consider myself a jazz man uh, working there with um, tremendous blessing. So I, I owe a great deal of credit to the jazz organization and working with those people and uh, really cutting my teeth and, and showing me the way.
0: Hold the line for me one second, Troy. We're talking with Troy Weaver, the general manager of the Detroit Pistons here on box to row. I'm your host, Donald. we got a good conversation going with Troy Weaver. Definitely want to ask him about his coaching days in college at both Pitt and Syracuse, and he is from the Washington area as well, so definitely want to ask him about how the Washington area helped to mold him as well. Again, Troy Weaver, the general manager of the Detroit Pistons, joins us here on Box to Row. You're listening to From the Press Box to Press Row. That is the voice of Kevin Durant.
1: I'm excited I get to play for them. They support us in everything we do. You know, it's a joy to, you know, go to work and and know that you're going to be, you know, they're going to cheer for you as loud as they can no matter who you're playing.
0: Bubba Wallace. They feel like I am throwing a race. Into the context here And it's not about race He's a driver at the end of the day Everybody's making it about race It's all about the headlines these days Not me saying like Yep, I'm the black guy here You're gonna not stop hearing about me It was more along the lines of the fans Like, hey, it's cool I've been dealing with that for, for a while He spiked Lee Thank you, I haven't heard that I mean, I've been on rails all over the nation Thank you for that question I'm a third generation Morehouse man I was taught to speak your truth And that there's very special about Being a Morehouse man, the same way you feel about your school, the same way we feel all about our respective historic black colleges, that would have been my first choice. Anyway, and I'm proud to be a Morehouse man. I'm talking about none other than Serena Williams. That was definitely one of the better matches I've ever played. I've had just like that. You know, I was really focused, just really, you know, excited. That is the voice of Steph Curry. Your progress from Davidson to now with Golden State. Where I've come from in high school into a small D1
1: college at Davidson. Uh, it's a great story, and uh, I'm just having fun, you know, living my dream and riding the ride.
0: Ron Rivera, you know, a great player. Did you see yourself as a coach? I've been told a lot of times by a lot of people, boy, you know, you, you're kind of like coach on the field. I always felt at some point yeah I'd probably get into coaching. It all started because of my son wanting to play football. The one and only Michael Strahan. Always good to talk to you. Hopefully next time it won't be what 14 years you get to good and, and, and you're encouraging people to be better and do better and, and that's what i love man so thank you i appreciate you i'm talking about none other than common
1: well i ended up at Sam's just because i wanted to major in business and Sam, you had the illustrious school of business then i found out that business was the key that's what i wanted to do
0: dave roberts manager of the la dodgers to be person of color and be the manager of the dodgers what does that mean to
1: you? well i think the first thing that comes to me is responsibility With recency and and kind of the social, the racial issues that we're having that really come to light, which is, I believe, are good things. I think that it's a responsibility for me to be the first manager of color for the Dodgers. There's not many of us in baseball. To do things the right way, to hopefully give others, other people of color opportunities, hopefully it just paves the way. So I think that for me, I I definitely look at it as responsibility, but something I'm willing to undertake.
0: Omari Hartwick. That's crazy that you say that. I got one of your colleagues and one of your contemporaries and that being Stephen A. He hit me about three weeks ago and he texted me and he said, oh, how did I miss this one? But it's equally been a beautiful thing for me to see how much you guys who work in sport are fans of me. But for you to like it as much as Stephen A said he liked it and all within the last three weeks you both are commenting on it. I'm in good company. We're we're HBCU guys, you know. I know I'm in good company. Of course, bro. (laughs) Shout outs to Howard University. NBA All-Star Chris Paul.
1: That was great to bring it back to
0: Winston-Salem State University, a black college. Something that my city had never seen before. May never see again and just having a up close and personal feeling with LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Melo. It was exciting. I'm grateful for those guys coming out. She's Simone Biles. Actually, really fun. Like, to be honest, me and Ali had a lot of fun. We were like, oh, of course, like we're in the best shape of our life. We're feeling confident about our body and we hope that other young girls and women like feel that being strong is still beautiful. So that's what we kind of try to do. Greatest football player to ever play, Jim Brown.
1: Muhammad Ali was a principal person in the country at the time and he stood up and said that he was not going to the service because it was against his religion mm-hmm. all, all the top black athletes together along with carl stoke the first black mayor of a major city so i'm glad you brought that particular incident up snoop
0: dog is on the mic pay attention
1: oh man, no, thank you for having me play in a real way i mean i'm so honest honored football league has done so many wonders we got over 200 kids that have graduated from high school we have over 50 kids that have going Division 1.
0: Kyrie Irving playing a Duke for Coach K. What was that like and how that prepared you for the league now?
1: Playing 11 games, you know, a lot of people think that's not a you know big package for you to become a better player, but for me it was. Playing for Coach K, he gave me the keys to the car and I was driving it in the first eight games and you know, being a part of something special like that and having the brotherhood built at an institution such
0: as that one is an experience that you never forget. Ice Cube has been our guest. Hey
1: man, thanks for letting me talk a little music, movies and sports. Hey, my favorite three topics. From the Press Box to Press row is the sports talk show that is the voice and the talk of HBCU sports with a flair for pro sports talk and entertainment. Check the show out online at wwwbox
0: That's from the Press Box to Press Row, real, relevant radio. We're back here on Box to Row talking with Detroit Pistons general manager, Troy Weaver. And then your time before that, as mentioned, a, a coach with – uh, Pittsburgh, uh, assistant coach with Pittsburgh in college. And then also with Syracuse as an assistant working with, uh, with coach Bayheim, where ultimately you're able to help get Carmelo Anthony to Syracuse, his only season there. Uh, the Syracuse wins the national championship. What, What do you remember most about that?
1: Yeah. Uh, my college days were great. Um, First getting into business, working for Ralph Willard, Pittsburgh, tremendous experience. He really showed me the way from being an AAU and high school coach. He um, really taught me um, how to be a coach uh, on the college level and taught me a lot about the game. uh remember, uh, remember you know, deep conversations uh, about my career going forward, and Coach Willard was tremendous I uh, also worked a, a year in New Mexico with Fran Brashella before heading to Syracuse where uh, working with another Hall of Famer, Jim Beheim, um, was a tremendous opportunity. we were afforded uh, a chance to uh, go to Final Four and win a national championship in 2003. Um, Carmelo uh, was tremendous um, that season, freshman that led us. Uh, but working with Jim beheim was uh tremendous he uh, he lets you be yourself uh, he gives you a lot of uh responsibility um but he expects you know a lot of re- you know with a lot of of that comes a lot of responsibility uh and accountability and uh we had a great time I had a great four years there and uh, capped it off for the national championship before I was able to Edge of the NBA, so I've been blessed and fortunate to to work with, you know, Hall of Famers Jim Beheim, uh, Jerry Sloan, and uh, I'm sure that um, in the near future, uh, Billy Donovan, uh, who I work with in OKC, will be a Hall of Famer as well. So, uh, my time in college was well spent, uh, working with some some great people there.
0: A Couple of last thoughts again. Troy Weavers, the general manager of the Detroit Pistons. What do you remember about your time at Bowie State University?
1: Wow. Um, You know, going to HBCU is a tremendous opportunity to grow as a person. Um, A lot of friends there, uh, but a lot of professors there that poured into you. That's the most uh, I remember from Bowie State The professors there that really poured into you and believed in you and uh, wanted nothing but the best for you. Um, Dr. Ingram and Dr. Miller in in particular, uh, two gentlemen who really poured into me and inspired me to be the best version of myself. Uh, And I think that's the secret sauce in HBCUs that um, the professors and the environment uh, that you get where uh, the belief to the self-belief that uh, you get to be the best version of yourself. So I'm forever grateful for that experience.
0: Yeah, and to your point, I mean, HBCUs have so much to offer. I mean, you look at a guy like a uh, but from an athletic standpoint, you look at a you know, in our in our area in Washington, you look at a guy like a like a McCure maker at Howard hasn't quite worked out to this point, but we had seen some rumblings of maybe some guys that are four or five star kids that may come that may go to HBCUs. Your thoughts is it, do you think that's something that we will ultimately see and then you know something where we'll see those guys ultimately end up in the association
1: yeah, i mean, I think it's uh, a positive trend uh, 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 hopefully um young men will continue to look at those a p c u s and uh maker actually my son's a freshman there at Howard on a team with him um so uh, hopefully he can have a good experience and, uh, other young players can, can see that in, in, in all walks, you know, whether it's football, basketball, uh, baseball, golf, whatever the sport is and take their talents, um to an HBCU. But, uh, I think it's a positive trend and, uh, I think definitely, uh, playing at HBCU can, can help you and, uh, hopefully um, land you uh, in the in the professional ranks, but I definitely think it's uh, a positive trend that hopefully that um, you know our society will continue to push and and, and see it as a uh, another avenue uh, of of getting to the professional ranks.
0: Last thought with Troy Weaver and we appreciate the time very much Troy. Uh growing up in in Washington like ultra rich, you know, high school basketball, AAU circuit. I mean, obviously you wouldn't know about that uh, being being the head coach and and helping to found the DC Assault. Uh speak to how the as we call it the area uh helped shape you and uh you know, coaching uh, and helping to form that DC Assault team.
1: Mm, I mean, being from the DMV is everything to me. Uh, rich um, basketball everywhere, um, uh, but being able to work with young men, I, I always thought was, was was my ministry. And, and us starting that AU program was was our way of giving back and helping young men uh, grow and develop, uh, get on to college, and become productive citizens. That was that was a that was the goal. Uh, to get them to college and uh, show them the way so that they can uh, get on, not only be good players, but to be good people, um, be productive citizens. And uh, we have, you know, boatloads of examples of that, that's come through there and excited about the, the time we share. But the DMV, you know, uh, tremendous, tremendous uh, wealth of talent. Um of basketball players there, and and I was fortunate and blessed to be a part of that, uh and, and carve out my small little niche uh, and proud of it. Uh, we'll we'll always wave the flag uh for the dmv
0: Absolutely, no question about it. Troy Weaver again in his first season as the general manager of the Detroit Pistons. He's a Bowie State alum. And he's one of the best talent scouters that we have in basketball. He joins us here on Box to Row. Troy, really appreciate the time. Uh, Continued success to you and the Pistons and you moving forward.
1: Oh, Thanks for having me and uh, continued success to you and your program. And all the best. Go Pistons.
0: Appreciate that, Troy. Troy Weber, general manager of the Detroit Pistons, joining us here. On Box to Row. If you want to react to anything that Troy Weaver had to say, hit me up via Twitter at Box to Row, B-O-X-T-O, R O W or on Facebook, B-O-X, the number to R O W and do so. Listen, Pistons have right now the second worst record in the NBA. And so, I mean, it's there's no guarantee that you're going to get the number one pick. It's not like in football where if you have the worst record you get the number one pick. There's a lottery system. I mean, you have more of a chance the worst the record, the better the chance that you have to be the number one pick. And I mean, there's some guys that are going to be coming out that the Pistons are going to really like. But since Troy Weaver has gotten there again, he's only he's had less than a year under his belt and the Pistons were really a mess. He was able to get rid of the contract of Blake Griffin. He was also able to get rid of the contract uh, of Derrick Rose as well. Uh, Their lottery pick from last year, Killian Hayes. I mean, he's been injured, but, I mean, he's shown some flashes of some of the things that he can do. The offseason acquisition of Jeremy Grant, I mean, I think it's, it's going to pay dividends down the road. He's. He, if I'm not mistaken, if I remember correctly, he's one of the more sought-after pieces. He's not a guy that is going to be able to carry a team, but he's a, a piece to a team. So if Detroit, they're going to have some money for next year, right, they can go out and try to lure some free agents. And you heard Troy mention the fact that, listen, this is a franchise that has a legacy that has a great history three NBA championships. If you think about it, you look at that, uh, what was that 89 and 90 back-to-back championships. And then you look at the championship in 2004 where Larry Brown was the head coach. They are look, they he's looking to rebuild that legacy I had never talked with Troy Weaver uh, before. As a matter of fact, I I wasn't even aware that he was a Bowie state alum and I mean, look at what he was able to do in OKC, building that roster out. He talked about Kevin Durant and how it it hurt for the uh, for OKC to lose him. But even in the midst of that, the OKC was able to you know was able to go out and get a Paul George after the whole Kevin Durant situation. Able to go out and get a Chris Paul who made that team exponentially better look you take you take Chris Paul away and right now OKC has like the third worst record the worst in the NBA the worst record of course and being solidified by the Houston Rockets so his track record speaks of a guy that scouts talent well that has been instrumental yeah he wasn't the head guy again in OKC but he was he had a lot of input in OKC. And Sam Presti has said as much in various interviews that I've read uh, where he's talking about Troy Weaver and the opportunity that he ultimately has with Detroit. Came in, made some moves right away, and uh, again has an opportunity to get a lottery pick. He's going to get a lottery pick. It's just a matter of how high and selecting the right guy. And I mean to be, to see Jane I mean, I don't know if anybody saw that James Harden as a player in college at Arizona state was going to be the player that we ultimately see. I don't think anybody's, I don't know. I, I, you know, I think back to that draft, he, 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 I think, OKC picked him fifth. And I mean, he was definitely a good player, but a player of that caliber, I don't think so. And so to be able to select him, some others, you know, Stephen Adams and, Some other guys that he selected to make OKC relevant for the years that OKC was relevant, did some things with Utah. Of course, you go into the college ranks, was able to recruit Carmelo Anthony to Syracuse. Syracuse ultimately wins the national title. Bayhams first and only for all the years he was trying to win it with Carmelo Anthony as a freshman, uh, and, and, and if I remember, Syracuse was, was good. But I don't know if they were like national championship good. And, and Carmelo Anthony really carried that team to the national championship. So Troy Weaver getting it done, trying to get it done in Detroit. Well, the NBA playoffs are on the horizon. It is getting hot and heavy down the stretch. And we're going to talk some NBA next.
1: That's 800-659-7980. It's Donald Ware. From the Press Box to Press Row.
0: We're back here on Box to Row. If you want to participate here on the conversation... Hit me up via Twitter at BoxToro B-O-X-T-O-R-O-W, or on Facebook, B-O-X, the number two, R-O-W. The last couple of segments had Troy Weaver, the general manager of the Detroit Pistons, on the program. He is a Bowie State alum. So let's continue the NBA talk here on the program, switching gears to the play-in, which begins on Monday, the play-in. Can you believe it? The play-in begins already on next week. Matter of fact, Tuesday, not Monday. On Tuesday, and it's getting hot and heavy down the stretch. R- really, I mean, you know, when I look, and and of course, the my team. We've talked about, and everybody says, or a lot of people, I should say, say that the Wizards are a dangerous out. I'm not. I'm not really sure about that. Yes, Bradley Bill has been out. The last three games or so, I had. I mean, I watched the Wizards against Atlanta, and Atlanta's a good team. We had Nate McMillan, the interim head coach, on the program a couple of weeks ago, and I think he's doing a tremendous job. I think Atlanta has all the tools. Like I believe that we're not talking about Atlanta enough as a team that can move on. A sneaky good team that can move on. That if 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 Atlanta can get hot, I mean, you already have a star player in Trey Young you have some nice pieces you got a veteran like a Lou Williams you got a Jason Collins I mean they've got some good pieces and an experienced coach so we're not talking about Atlanta enough for me you know if you're if you're the Wizards like you don't want to limp into this uh play-in situation and that's exactly what's happening if you go back to the game on Monday against Atlanta the Wizards had an opportunity I mean they You know, they had an opportunity to win that game. That was tough. Down 19 points, come all the way back, couldn't quite close the deal. And then, ultimately, on Wednesday, gave up a 13-point lead in the fourth quarter and couldn't win. Yes, your main scorer is down, but that's an issue. Like, okay, Bill, you expect him to be ready to rock and roll for the playoffs. He had a hamstring injury, resting up the hamstring. He would have been out maybe... Uh, You know, uh, in excess of a week. So that's good. I mean, it's not that that's okay. And Bill is going to get his points, the second leading scorer in the league right now. Russell Westbrook is going to do his thing. And by the way, what Russell Westbrook is doing is absolutely remarkable. You know, not having, I mean, I watched Westbrook over the years. I mean, generally speaking, the teams that he was on we're on national tv so you you got to see him quite a bit you look at the triple doubles and you even going back you know a couple of years ago when he was with OKC you're like okay th- these are these are great but i mean when i really watch him uh yeah i mean you talk i mean think about it i mean he's getting 20 assists sometimes right in, in the last couple of games like he's having to put this team he's having to be the one to carry this team but if I look at a guy like a Bertans and you realize all the money the the Wizards spent 14 million dollars for 16 a year excuse me on Bertans I mean if you look at the numbers and, and that's why I always say in pro sports like the numbers don't always tell the entire story you look at the numbers and, and really the I looked at the eye test and what I saw from a guy like that. He's a liability on you're paying him $16 million a year. He's a liability on defense. He was, he was, he, he was solid against Atlanta on Monday when the Wizards were behind were behind. But when the Wizards had a lead, needed some buckets. He was 0-4 in the fourth quarter and missed the game-tying three-pointer with seconds remaining. Now that's going to happen. I mean, he had a, a a it, it was a it was a good look uh, right at the top of the key probably I would say three feet behind the three-point line and you know that's a shot that he can make you're not going to make all of your shots but you know again it's a, it's a thing of how you play throughout the course of a game he doesn't hit the last shot but then he doesn't hit any shots I think he was like oh for four in the fourth or you know oh for four missed his last four shots anyway in the fourth quarter. And so you're paying a guy like that 16 million to hit shots like that, but he's also a liability on defense, a severe liability. He's not a playmaker at all. And if the wizards are going to have any thoughts of moving on, uh, forget about the playoffs, just in the play in a guy like that is really, really going to have to step up. It can't be all about bill first scoring, uh, Westbrook can be is your second scorer, can make some plays. Sometimes he he doesn't make the best decisions with the ball. But, I mean, you're going to take the good with the bad with everybody, but particularly a guy like Westbrook was going to make some great plays. And he's a guy that plays extremely hard. So it's going to be interesting to see what the Wizards do. Uh, the 76ers having an opportunity to, to lock up that first seed Thursday night. The 76ers get blown out by the heat, the heat on the rise, if you will, right now. We'll see what ultimately happens with the heat. I mean, this is a battle-tested heat team. You look at the head coach and Eric Spolstra. I mean, Eric Spolstra's a phenomenal coach. What he was able to do with that team last year to get that team to the NBA Finals was magnificent. We talk about the years with LeBron and winning the couple of championships and you want to give a lot of that credit to LeBron and Wade and Bosh, but you got to give a lot of that credit to Spolstra as well. Jimmy Butler really looks like he's starting to come around. I didn't know he wasn't shooting that great. He was shooting like 21% or something like that from three-point range, 4-4 four, four from three-point range against the 76ers on Thursday. So the heat kind of coming around. The team, like I like the Nets coming out of the East. James Harden is back just because – Right, they don't, they're don't. they not going to have had a lot of games together by the time the playoffs start, but they've had enough games together. They've been in the league as individuals enough. I mean, just pure talent. Nobody's going to beat that team in the early rounds just from a talent perspective, and that doesn't even include the guys around them that can play ball. I really like the Nets coming out of the East ultimately, but a team that is sort of been up and down a little bit, but now is on the upswing, the Milwaukee Bucks, and we've seen the Bucks the last couple of years in the playoffs. They haven't gotten it done in the playoffs, and I, I, I'll talk about the not the but the Utah Jazz when we talk about the West, because that's also a team that hasn't gotten it done in the playoffs. But I, it, it's something different to me about the Bucks. This year, in terms of the way that the Bucks are playing, Holiday I think makes a, a, a huge difference for them, will make a huge difference for the Bucks in the playoffs. So I, I, you know, while I like the Nets, you know, the Bucs to me are the team that I mean, I, I guess you can call it a next step if ultimately the Bucks make the Eastern Conference Finals. The 76ers, I'm just not sure about. Like, I look at the game on Thursday. I mean I look at this team, it's played pretty well. I mean, Embiid is just a beast. Like, I mean, if it were it's between Jokic and Embiid for me for the MVP. But Embiid is is incredible. it's the question is how will everybody else play for the 76ers? Will Harris really step up in playoff time? I got a lot of questions as it relates to the 76ers. So I like the Nets. I like the Bucks, Man, I like the Hawks. Sneaky, sneaky Hawks. I like the Hawks uh, also. And then you got to really look at the Heat and what the Heat did last year and that championship uh, pedigree. They know what to do in the playoffs. The Heat knows what to do in the playoffs. So we'll see ultimately how that plays out. Like while I've been saying in the West like i don't I, I don't think the seventy uh, excuse me I don't think the Lakers are going to repeat as NBA champions too many I mean yeah leBron a d come back they're not a hundred percent coming back play in situation uh you know and but to me with the Lakers, it's the players around the Lakers that are a bit inconsistent for me because you're going to need those players to step up. You don't have Rondo this year. Like they had a, you know, they had some players last year. like Dwight Howard really played well. I mean, you don't think he wanted to get a championship. Maybe one of his last times around, he ultimately was able to be a really a key. And really the, the this is a different Lakers makeup this year. I I don't I don't think the I mean, listen, the Lakers to me are not going to repeat as champions. Will the Lakers even make it out of the play-in? Uh, how far will the Lakers make it? We'll ultimately see. But as much as I don't think the Lakers can repeat at its NBA champions, I, like, I don't really know. I don't really see who else could be champions. Like a couple of weeks ago, I'm like, okay, I like the Clippers. Uh, yeah, you know, they're playing okay. I, I don't like them as much as I did a couple of weeks ago. They're playing okay, you know. The Jazz still, again, to me, have something to prove. Maybe this is the year for the Jazz. Still have something to prove, or the Jazz still has something to prove, having been bounced out of the playoffs early the last couple of years despite having a good regular season. Are the Phoenix Suns ready to make that next step? I'm really not sure about that. So just, you know, the Blazers, I mean, Dame is 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 tough, man. That guy's tough. They got a tough team But do they have enough firepower? That's the question. The Nuggets, like no Murray, Jokic is playing well, and the team has really played well even without Murray. But the question becomes, Murray was so big for this team in the playoffs last year. Can the Nuggets sustain that? The Mavericks may be sneaky good. They they may be sneaky, much like, I'm talking about with the Hawks. Sneaky, but I don't know. I think the Hawks have a better opportunity in the East than the Mavericks do in the West. So, I like, I don't see in the West a clear-cut favorite to come out of the West. Like, I, I you know, if I had to pick a team, like, I'd still go with the Clippers because the Clippers have a lot to prove, especially with the disappointment on last year. But, man, these playoffs are great. The playing situation is great. The NBA is... Uh, over the next month or so is going to be great. My time is about up. I thank you for yours. Thank you to Troy Weaver, the general manager of the Detroit Pistons, for joining us today here on box to row For more information and for great content, log on to our website, Box2Row.com. And always remember to support those that support yo. From the Press Box to Press Row is presented by DW Communications. All the cars out there and all the brothers, I like the front name.